Hola, are you a Latina or woman of color new to marketing and need tips for landing that first job? Or maybe you are a new business owner looking to implement new marketing strategies for your business. Or just looking for personal development tips to advance in your career? I am Vanessa Parra, your host, hospitality and travel marketer, and now your marketing bestie. I will be spilling the tea on everything I know on how to land that marketing job. I will share behind the scenes of being a Latina in marketing and shedding light on barriers and struggles people of color face, especially when you're the only one in a corporate setting. I will also touch on manifestation tips that have helped me attract my dream career slash life. But most importantly, I will be spotlighting other influential Latinos and people of color marketers from our community. So grab your cafecito or drink of choice and let's listen in. Welcome to Influence with Cultura podcast. Welcome to another episode of Influence with Cultura. I am your host, Vanessa Parra. For those of you that are new to my podcast, I am a travel and hospitality marketer or a destination marketer. And I created this podcast to help Latinas in marketing land that first social media marketing job or to help you connect with other Latinas in marketing in hopes of helping you grow and find that dream career. So I'm hoping you have been enjoying my podcast. And if you're new, welcome. I hope you start listening and don't forget to subscribe. So before I go in and talk about the next topic for this podcast episode, I just wanted to share briefly with you some things that I've been going through personally that touch on the topic of manifestation, personal development, law of attraction. As you know, I am obsessed with that kind of stuff. And I've created, I think, like one episode, and I touched on it a few times in other episodes, but I do plan to create a lot more manifestation, law of attraction episodes on this podcast. And I even have an interview scheduled in a few weeks with someone that's a professional who does that. So I'm really excited to get her insights and ask her questions and help you manifest that dream career. But if you've been listening so far, um, I've been going through ups and downs in my personal and work life. I just, if you didn't know, I am a full-time travel slash hospitality marketer, and I do this podcast as a side hustle, and I really enjoy it. I really love it, and I created it because I haven't really seen any um, podcasts just solely dedicated for Latinas in marketing. And I know there's Latinas out there because I've met them, I've interviewed them. So I'm really excited to see where this podcast will end up, how it will grow, how it will manifest in a few years, because I have a really big vision for it. And I plan to help a lot of Latinas um, not only those new to marketing grow in their career, but I'm also, I really want to help those Latinas in marketing that maybe are already successful and are maybe are entrepreneurs. And I don't know, I just want to be that bridge, I guess, where I can connect both 
entrepreneurs, with new marketers, help them collaborate, help them work with each other. Because I'm sure if we have a newbie looking for a marketing position or social media position, and then we have this successful marketing person who needs the extra help, wouldn't it be awesome to be able to have a community of Latinas in marketing that know each other, that can refer each other, that can help each other out, provide each other tips? Um, yeah, so that's my vision for this podcast and community that I want to build with all these Latinas in marketing. So I'm really excited. And um, like I mentioned, I'm really into manifestation and law of attraction. So a lot of cool things have been happening. So, so far, um, I don't know if you've listened to Erica Cruz or you know who she is, but she's pretty much a Latina life coach slash mindset slash business coach. She has a really large following and I love her podcast, uh, Chingona Revolution. I listen to every episode and I really hope that someday she'll be my coach and I can be mentored by her. Well, her latest episode, she was talking about um, tarot cards. And I always found that very interesting, but I never personally thought of like learning how to do it myself, especially because, you know, as a Latina, you think like, oh my God, is it brujeria? Are you going to be dealing with black magic? Even my husband thinks I'm a little crazy for trying to learn. Yeah, trying to learn. But anyways, uh, I reached out to her through Instagram and I asked her like, hey, how do you recommend or suggest that I start uh, learning how to read cards? Because for me personally, it interests me. It really does. And she told me to start with some called Oracle deck. And especially there's one for um, like your spirit animal. And so I got it. And then I chose a card and I kept getting, which ironically, I was like, oh my gosh, I can't believe this is my spirit animal. But now that I think about it, yes, it's totally me. I just never thought about it. My spirit animal is a bear. And I kept getting either like a regular brown bear or a polar bear, but pretty much all the messaging was consistent where a bear comes off very strong, you know, which he is strong. Um, but at the same time, deep inside, they're just very like genuine and nice and snuggly. That's why you always say, give me a big bear hug. <laughs> And I was like, oh my gosh, that's totally me, where on the surface, I always come off as a strong, confident, independent person. Um, but those that truly know me, my friends, my family, um, I'm on, honestly a really nice person. Like, I try my hardest to be really nice. I'm not going to say that no tengo mi carácter, because I do, because if you've listened to past episodes, I grew up with an alpha mom. So she pushed me, you know, to be tough. Um, but for the most part, like I'm a very nice person. I'm very emotional, which could be good and bad at times. And a lot of people can mistake in that as a weakness, but I don't think it's a weakness. It's the fact that I feel like I have empathy and I can relate to people and I could be a leader and I could be a follower when I need to be. And I don't know. I, I don't want to ramble off. It's already going to be seven minutes into this episode, but I just want to share that with you because I thought that was really cool. And I'm just curious to know, like, do you believe in tarot cards? And have you found out what's your spirit animal? I don't know. I'm just curious. DM me if you want to talk more about it. But anyways, 
let's jump into this episode. So today I want to talk about what is a destination marketer or in other terms that you can describe this type of position, a travel slash hospitality marketer. So I've gotten questions, those that are not in this type of industry, like what exactly does a destination marketer do or travel slash hospitality? And when I go online and do a simple uh, search, this comes up. It says a destination marketer promotes a destination like a town, city, region, country with a purpose to increase the number of visitors in other words, destination marketing is tourism, advertising for a specific location. So as you can see, destination marketing is promoting that destination, getting people to come. Either it could be local to spend more money and eat at local restaurants, local businesses, or people that are far away, they can be as far as other countries, other states, and just get them to that specific location and spend money, you know, staying at their hotels, having conferences, or meeting at the restaurants or enjoying attractions, stuff like that. And destination marketing can be hospitality or travel because that's just really broad. Within all that, there's different businesses that you can work for. So like with hospitality, it could be restaurants, it could be hotels, conference grounds, stuff like that. And then with travel, it could be uh, a combination of tourism. So again, it could be that you work for a visitor's bureau, or it could be that you work for a theme park or some type of attraction. Um, there's just so many businesses out there. Uh, so I can only speak from my experience. I know there's more businesses that I might not be including in this, but me personally, I've worked with hotels, theme parks, visitors bureaus, and pretty much just selling a destination. Um, for those that don't know, I live in Monterey County and Monterey is such a beautiful place. If you've never been here, definitely suggest that you come and visit it. Um, however, the weather can be a little chilly if you're not used to it. Um, that's something that I'm, I still struggle with because I'm always cold. So it's kind of tough for me, but it's okay. I've learned to pretty much dress in layers because in the mornings it'll be freezing, probably like in the 50s, maybe 60s. And then during the day, the sun comes out for like three hours. It's beautiful and sunny. And then like after four or five o'clock, it gets really cold again. So just dress in layers. And I also love this area because in the fall that's actually like our summer they call it a mediterranean summer um where it's actually hot over here in september october uh today was kind of chilly but the past few weeks it's been really hot so we've been enjoying it i personally enjoy it because i'm originally from the central valley i don't know if you know where that's at and it's always hot and my husband hates it <laughs> but i love it so you may ask okay, what kind of tasks or marketing responsibilities do you have? So like I mentioned, it just depends on the business that you're working for. But some of the stuff that I did was, again, because we're a destination, we're trying to get people to come and spend money and experience, you know, all these different attractions. 
I did different things from, I helped with creating content for the website and just making sure that it's updated. I managed uh, social media campaigns and managed different social media accounts. Um, I worked closely with graphic designers to create marketing collateral, or sometimes I did it myself using Canva, but I would not consider myself a graphic designer. So if I can't use Canva, then I don't want to do it. <laughs> I mean, I have basic knowledge for like Illustrator and InDesign, but that's just not my strength. There's people out there that are really great designers. That's not me at all. Um, so yes, we create different collateral uh, to either to promote, again, hotels or restaurants or food or experiences. Um, working in this type of industry, I also do a lot of event marketing and it's a lot of work. It is stressful, especially depending on how big your department is. If you work for a big company, you'll have different departments like catering, conference services, the sales team. But if it's a smaller company, then it's basically you and maybe two other people. <laughs> um, no, there's two more people, but it's a really small team. And so you, not only are you doing the marketing, but you might be doing the sales, you might be doing the customer service, you might be doing the actual event setup and all of the above. But you know what? I Even though it is stressful times, I'm not going to lie, I truly love events. Like it's something that makes me so happy. I love it. And I think it's because since I can remember, I've always been that girl that loves throwing parties, that loves experiences, that loves making other people enjoy experiences, have fun. Uh, you know how there's those different love languages? I think, I, I don't remember all of them, but mine is like buying gifts or experiences like that's my way of showing someone that I love them I'm not the touchy type so don't touch me um no but I really love giving people great experiences and I think I accidentally just like happened to get into hospitality slash travel um if you've listened to I don't know the number right now but I'll put in the show notes how I manifested my marketing career I talk about how I just, my whole um, process of how I ended up working in hospitality. And ever since then, like, I just haven't been able to leave it, even though it's stressful. And I can create another podcast episode on the love and hate of this industry, especially after COVID. It's, it's been tough on us. I'm not going to lie. I got laid off. My whole company got laid off. And then trying to get a job back in hospitality has been really hard and then luckily I did but then there's a lot of there's a lot of companies out there that are struggling to fill their jobs and then managers are expected to do more and they pay you more to get you to work there but then you end up doing the job of like 10 other people which I'm not trying to discourage you for um from working with travel or hospitality but that's the truth. Um, we're working really hard to build up this industry again, and hopefully it's strong again. You know, I, I really hope so, but I know it's kind of hard to because this industry is seen more as like a luxury. It's not an essential or necessary thing like food, you know, or clothing. People travel 
uh, using disposable money, right? Um, they do it for fun, for luxury. It's not a necessity. So the people that get to travel are mostly people that have money, you know, that are high end. Um, and because of that, a lot of the things that we promote, or at least in the destination that I work for, it's all luxury, it's all high end. And if you've listened to episode number two, where I talk about my background, you'll know that I grew up in very humble beginnings. Um, so the fact that I've been able to experience some like really luxury things, which I created a video a long time ago on Instagram talking about that. I feel really blessed and it also opened my eyes to other things, you know, because I grew up in a family where my parents were immigrants from Mexico. I'm a first generation Mexican-American. Um, we weren't poor, but we weren't rich. We pretty much lived paycheck to paycheck. So I had the basics, the necessities, but we never really had any family vacations. I mean, I think we went like on one vacation my entire life, and that was on my 13th birthday. My mom took us to Disneyland, and I remember my parents fought the whole time because of the money, because of the food, because of everything. So even though that was supposed to be a very enjoyable and memorable moment, even though it was, it was, but I also remember my parents fighting. And I know a lot of you Latinas out there can probably relate, unfortunately. Um, and so being in this industry, like experiencing things that I would probably never do on my own because either A, I'd feel like, oh, it's too expensive and I'd be crazy to spend money on that. Or B, I just probably would have felt like, oh, I don't fit in. I'm not a white girl, <laughs> even though I know I'm like, um, I don't know. Because I remember when I first started working in that industry, like I had major imposter syndrome, like major. Because even though, yes, my coworkers were probably in the same boat as me where they didn't maybe have a lot of money, but they were from the area. So they were, they grew around money. You know, they, that's all they knew. Um, and for me, it was something brand new, new experiences, new people, new things, you know, new food, new, just everything new. Um, so it was a little intimidating, but once I started like really investing in myself, trusting myself, and just doing the best that I could, I found my groove, I found myself and I started succeeding in my career and I made a lot of mistakes, you know, and maybe I looked dumb, but at the end of the day, like, I don't regret it because I've been able to experience so many great things. Like I've stayed at really fancy hotels that are beachfront. Um, I've ate at very like five-star expensive restaurants. Um, at one point during the pandemic, when I got laid off, I worked for a luxury real estate company in Carmel. And I walked in in like $40 million homes overlooking the ocean when in my life would I think like oh yeah someday I'll be able to walk in a home like that no maybe I would see homes like that like on tv or um selling sunset and that's one of the reasons why I did the whole real estate thing just because I was like oh my god that looks so cool and I wanted to experience it but no I honestly do not like 
real estate and that's just me, my personal choice. I had a horrible experience and maybe I shouldn't stereotype or think everyone's like that, but I just, I had a horrible experience and no, but either way, I got to experience these beautiful homes that I'm like, wow. And once I, I walked in the home, like I remember the first time I walked in, I was like, oh my gosh, this is so beautiful. So expensive. Like, I hope I don't break anything. And then once I started get, going in other homes to do photo shoots and uh, do social media and stuff like that, I was like, oh my gosh, this is actually not that scary. Like, this is beautiful. And it's made me dream. And I know that someday I'm going to buy my home in Monterey. I don't know if it'll be next to the ocean, but it's going to be in a good area where I'm going to be able to literally walk to the beach and I'm going to make that happen and I'm going to manifest that. And in a few years, I'm going to be back in my podcast and I'm going to say, guess what, guys? I got my home in Monterey. And I think that's with everything in life, especially in your career, where when you're starting, you're scared. You know, you have major imposter syndrome. But you have to push through. And even though you may be the first in your family, the first in your friend group, the first in anything, in any situation, you push through, you do your best, you learn, you invest in a coach, you invest in courses, you do what you got to do to succeed. And once you do it, you're going to realize like, wow, I belong here. And no one can tell me that I don't deserve to be here because you do. You worked hard to get there. And things that looked scary and intimidating the first time around are probably not going to look like that anymore. And the older you get, the more confident you'll get, especially in your career, and you'll be able to land that dream job, that dream career. And in every milestone in your career, you're probably always you're always going to have a point or a phase where you're going to feel like imposter syndrome. But the difference between you and another person is that you're gonna push through that fear and you're gonna keep moving forward and not worry about what other people think. You're gonna keep uh, moving forward. And that's something that I've done all my life and why I've been able to honestly say that I'm very proud of myself. I'm not cocky or anything, but I've worked so freaking hard. Like if you were to talk to my parents, to my brother, to my husband, like I worked so hard to work in my career, since I went to college, since I was a little girl, like I've had like three jobs while going to school. I'm doing this podcast while working full time, working like crazy hours, plus being a mom, plus being a wife, plus being all, everything else that I am. And it's because I have a vision, I have a purpose, and I know I'm meant to do more with my life. And, but for now, like, I just need to enjoy the ride and let you know that it's possible and that you're going to be able to get there as well. Okay, sorry. <laughs> I'll get off the soapbox. Um, going back to destination travel marketing. So, yeah, there's different things you can do between event marketing, social media, working with influencers. That's another thing I really, really enjoy is working with influencers, travel influencers to be exact, um, because you want to promote, you know, the destination and travel influencers are probably the best way to do so because you tap into another audience. And if you haven't had a chance, you should listen to my previous episode where I talk about the difference between a content creator and a influencer and how it could benefit you in using them in your social media campaigns. 
So definitely listen to that episode. Also worked in different industries like weddings, um, conferences. So I supported the sales team and we'll target meeting planners to have them come to our destination and host like retreats and conferences and um, just a lot of fun stuff, you know, that involves a lot of planning, a lot of food, a lot of experiences, a lot of drinks, working with vendors. It's another thing you're going to get well known and connect with different vendors in the area, different um, businesses in the area. You're part of an association. Um, there's just so many things. And I was even thinking about it too. Like when people think of destination marketing, they think of like these really popular or big cities, right? Like San Diego or Monterey or San Francisco. But a lot of the tactics that I learned and that I use for destination marketing, you can pretty much duplicate and obviously customize it to your town, to your small city. So originally, I don't know if you knew, but I'm from Visalia, California. It's a really small town. And there's no reason, I hate to say this, but there's no reason to really go to Visalia except You'll pass it on your way to Sequoia National Park. And you're close to Fresno. So if you want to go to Yosemite or other places. And I started thinking like, what would I do if I lived in Visalia? How would I promote it? And you know what? I can honestly say that it'd probably be easier to become an influencer or content creator in a small town because you're not competing with a lot of people, first of all. Second, um, because you know the locations very well and other locals, yeah, maybe they know it very well, but if you're like literally really well connected and you're writing like a blog or social media, or you have a social media account just sharing your stories or your videos of all these restaurants or different experiences that you enjoyed in the area, you'll eventually become an influencer, like a local influencer because people want to know like what to do in the area that maybe they didn't know about, you know? And so there's a lot of tactics that you can pull from working for a big destination and apply it to your small town and city and help promote it and either like help promote your city or you become an influencer. So, and that's a little off topic, but I just thought that was cool that I would totally do that. And I actually think I'm going to create another podcast episode where I go into details of what I would do if I wanted to become a travel influencer or content creator. But anyways, going back to destination marketing. um, So yeah, you just wear so many hats and um, I personally love it because even though I love social media, um, just being behind the desk all day or taking photos, like that's cool, you know, don't get me wrong. But me personally, like I can't be behind a desk for too long. Like all the jobs I've had that I've succeeded in that I like, I literally, I'm not at my desk. <laughs> Just to create content, obviously, and to do my work. But as soon as I'm done, like I'm walking around, checking on my team, making sure that our events are on point, that if I have a photo shoot, I'm working with the uh photographer or videographer and giving them like a shot list and going over our brief of how we want to do those photo shoots or if I'm working with an influencer, I go over the itinerary, give her or him um, 
a list of things that we would like for them to do, free stuff for them to experience so they can talk about it on their social media channels. Um, I don't know. I'm just never at my desk. And me personally, I love it. So if you are in the same boat where you love experiences, uh, you love events, you hate being in front of a desk, you want to be creative and you want to meet a lot of people who you want to work for with influencers, then maybe consider um, getting into destination marketing or slash travel slash hospitality uh, marketing because you'll wear many hats. Well, that's it for today. I just wanted to briefly, which isn't so brief, <laughs> talk about what is destination marketing um, because I know a lot of you might be curious and don't really understand what it is. So I just wanted to explain it to you. And now you have a better idea of what I do. And if you have more questions regarding this topic, please send me a DM on Instagram or TikTok. I'd be more than happy to answer any questions. And yeah, I would love to network with you. Well, have a great October and I hope you got your Halloween costume because guess what? I'm going to be Snow White. I'm super excited. Um, anyways, have a wonderful day. Talk to you later. Thank you so much for listening to another Influence with Cultura podcast episode. Want more? Head to influencewithcultura.com or go to my show notes to subscribe to my newsletter so you can be the first to know about any new programs and episodes. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave me a review and take a screenshot of this episode and tag me on IG at the Latina Travel Marketer so more kick-ass Latinas and women of color marketers can know about this podcast. If you are ready to up-level your marketing and social media career, I invite you to book a discovery call to see how I can best support you. Now remember, you are an asset to any organization and are ready to start that business. You got this. Talk to you next week.